Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Okay, we need to talk about something again. There's this mindset in the hobby that aquariums which embrace, you know, the use of natural materials like leaves and seed pods are messy or dirty. And this is not only a completely incorrect assertion, it's just sort of stupid. As we've pointed out for like seven years now, nature is anything but a clean, organized place. Now, why am I bringing this up again? I'm bringing this up again uh, because just very recently, one of my friends got a a stupid criticism from somebody on, on social media, basically implying that his gorgeous botanical method aquarium was too messy. And it, it's just a typical comment from someone that is absolutely clueless. For some reason, those people not in the know seem to love inferring that aquariums set up with lots of botanical materials, which are intended to be colonized by biofilms and fungal growths prior to decomposing, are messy. This is understandable, I suppose, but to those of us familiar with this methodology, those of us that got beyond the simple superficials of the thing, this assertion is really laughable. Now, as you know by now, I'm pretty much near obsessed with the idea of allowing a botanical method aquarium to evolve with little interference on the part of the aquarist. With botanical method aquariums, I personally believe that they can handle evolving on their own way better than many typical aquariums can. Not that I'd want a tank to just go, mind you, but they can. I'm a fairly diligent, I don't know, borderline obsessive maintenance guy. I love my weekly water exchanges. However, I think it's really important to understand the reason why we create aquariums like this. What's the goal? What are we trying to accomplish? If we make an effort to understand the way the natural habitats that we're so enamored with function, it becomes way easier to manage them in a more confident manner. Hobbyists unfamiliar with our process and our ideas will call this a mess. <laughs> we call it natural. I mean, when you think about it, the natural botanical method aquarium is deliberately set up to replicate a wild aquatic habitat where all this stuff is taking place already. Leaves, seed pods, all that stuff are more or less ephemeral in nature and they're constantly breaking down in these environments. Colonizations by biofilms and fungal growths, as well as fragmentation and decomposition of botanical materials, is continuous. It's happening all the time. I love the fact that this approach is still seen as somewhat contrarian to the more you know conventional aquarium interpretation of a natural aquarium, despite the growing global popularity. I'm just fascinated by the mental adjustments that we as a hobby need to make to accept the aesthetic and the processes of, you know, natural decay, fungal growth, biofilm, you know, pro, you know, proliferation, etc., and how these affect what's occurring in our aquariums. So when I hear our aquariums criticized as messy by, let's just call them for what they are, the uninformed people, I sort of laugh. They literally have no idea what they're talking about. Messy? This is not only a completely incorrect assertion, it's just sort of stupid. It just is. And really, the idea of doing it like nature does has led to an idea which I've been playing with not only at, you know, at the moment, but for some time now. The idea of in situ curing of wooden botanicals. Talk about messy. This is, this is something that indeed goes against our typical practice of preparation. And it certainly is different than my more conventional approach of boiling leaves and pods as if there is a conventional approach and curing wood in a separate container of water. Rather, just rinse and drop. That's hardly precise, 
and rather at odds with our, even our own conventions and practices that we've touted here, which makes it kind of cool. Yeah, playing with this approach has given me some of my favorite aquariums ever. It takes time and a willingness to wait and observe and open yourself up to a bit of, let's call it what they, what they would call it, mess at the beginning, at least in a conventional aquarium sense. To me, it seems like by doing this, you're actually letting nature do her thing. It's not revolutionary. However, it is evolutionary for me in that it more completely embraces my philosophy of building up a microcosm from scratch in an aquarium. The approach might not, you know, might be the ultimate, yeah, actually it might be the ultimate expression of that. Think about this. Why do we cure wood outside of our display aquariums in the first place? Well, typically it's because we don't want the, I don't know, the dirt, the silt, the sediment, the biofilms, the fungal growths which inevitably appear on wood when we submerge it for the first time. We don't want that stuff in our tanks. I get that. But I think that's interesting that it doesn't bother us on leaves and seed pods and stuff. But for some reason on wood, it's problematic. And, you know, also we want to saturate the stuff. And we want leaves and botanicals to sink right to the bottom. So preparation is important. And not everybody is fond of the tannins released during the process too. We are. And the other materials, which we, present company included, have historically referred to as organic pollutants, are seen as undesirable. I get all those. Yet, if we give all these materials a good rinse, maybe a scrub or even a light boil, or, and just let them settle into the tank, is there any harm? Now, my experience with this tells me that there isn't. Yeah, when you really think about it, all these materials and compounds exuded by wood and botanicals are food to various organisms, right? And when we remove these items, we're essentially depriving somebody along the food chain their sustenance, right? So maybe there is some value to actually curing the stuff in situ under carefully monitored circumstances. I mean, what will likely happen? Well, you'll recruit a lot of biofilm and fungal growth initially. Maybe get some cloudy water for a bit as materials leach out and either settle or are consumed by a growing population of microorganisms within the tank. Yeah, the growth and proliferation of organisms of, you know, all types will contribute not only to the biological stability of the system over the long haul, I believe that it'll form the basis of a literal food web in the aquarium. Allowing this to happen despite our human impatience or even our initial aversion to the looks of the process enables us to truly embrace the function of nature. In nature, terrestrial materials covered by water are the basis for almost every aquatic ecosystem. The processes of decomposition and colonization and utilization of these materials by an enormous variety of organisms is truly what powers these ecosystems. It works exactly the same in the aquarium if we let nature do her work without excessive intervention. Yeah, let it be, literally. It'll take a while before it's ready for fishes. Now, is that a downside? I don't think so. Now, sure, I realize an aquarium is not an open natural aquatic system and that there's lots of different inputs and export mechanisms that, you know, differ. But in principle, an aquarium is subject to the natural laws and functions like many other natural aquatic ecosystems, correct? I'm really having trouble grasping exactly what the problem is with this type of an approach other than the obscene amount of patience that we have to deploy as hobbyists waiting for our tanks to settle in and be just right for fishes, whatever that is. Messy? Is it just a look? Is it because we've always been told not to start aquariums this way? I mean, maybe. I mean, the aquariums that we play with in our own world are not exactly conventional, right? So what should 
the way we establish them be. It just takes longer, that's all. Aquarium hobbyists have, by and large, collectively spent the better part of the century trying to create workarounds or hacks to work on ways to circumvent what we perceive as unattractive, uninteresting, or detrimental. And I have a theory that many of these things, these processes that we try to edit, polish, or skip altogether are often the most important and foundational aspects of botanical method aquarium keeping. It's why we literally pound it into your head over and over and over again here that you not only shouldn't try to circumvent the processes of nature and these occurrences, you should embrace them and attempt to understand exactly what they mean for the fishes that we keep. They're a key part of the functionality. Now, I've had a sort of approach to creating and managing botanical method aquariums that's drawn from a lifetime of experience in my other aquarium hobby disciplines like reef keeping, breeding killifishes, or just keeping more conventional hobby areas of interest. And my approach has always been a bit of an extension of the stuff I've learned in those areas. I've always been fanatical about not taking shortcuts in the hobby. In fact, I've probably avoided shortcuts to the point of making things more difficult for myself many times. Over the years, I've thought a lot about how we as botanical method aquarium enthusiasts gradually build up our systems and how the entire approach is about creating a biome, a functional little closed ecosystem, which requires us to support all those organisms which com you know comprise it at every level. It's just like what nature does. It takes a bit of mental shifting, a little bit of courage, and a bunch of attitude, and the ability to overlook some aesthetics which you've been programmed by the hobby to be freaked out about. You up for that? Oh, and for those who think that what we do is messy, chew on this thought. It's perfectly okay to make a little mess sometimes. It can often lead to something really beautiful. That's a fine mess indeed, isn't it? Stay brave, stay open-minded, stay creative, stay patient, stay engaged, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.